everybody. Welcome back to the Green Light Podcast. Green Light. I am Jackson. I'm Lauren. And you'll be hearing more of that voice later. Yes, you will. <laughs> and I'm and I'm glad Lauren did that. Uh, Lauren, first tell the people what we do here on this podcast. We read unproduced plays and screenplays by new up and coming writers. And yes, we and have interview them. Yes, and we have a new up and coming writer on this show today, Cody Guy, who wrote the post extermination. Yeah, it's, it's an a, animated comedy pilot. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. We just did the reading. Um it's uh, it's it's a really fun script. I think you all are really gonna like it. We have a couple new actors on the show too, which is really exciting, and we're really excited to introduce you to them. Um, yeah, let's do a few housekeeping things before we jump into what we what all we do. Yes, I think Jackson's gonna check for some new reviews right oh, now. Oh yes, Lauren like knocked on the table, and I'm like, what what is that? Mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at your on? phone. I didn't knock on oh, the table. Oh sorry, I did not see. Anyways. Um, yeah, so fun housekeeping stuff. Uh, please write and review us on Apple Podcasts. I know it feels like it shouldn't matter that much, but I promise it does. It do be mattering. Um, yeah, if you could give us five stars and also write us a review, that would be the most helpful. Five-star ratings are helpful as well. And we Moves have... us up the charts, uh, makes us more visible, makes us more appealing to potential sponsors down the road. Yes, and we have not gotten any new ones, so you all are, well, are failing hmm. on the job. Uh, no, seriously, it does help. Uh, it, it also uh, would help us if you would become a member of our Patreon True. club. Uh, that would be really useful, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, we... Um, <laughs> oh, sob story for us, I guess. Um, no, we... Um, basically, um, our Patreon up until this point has been used to kind of like cover our, our hosting costs, also the cost of our current equipment. Yeah. Um, but another thing we would like to get soon is a uh, pro zoom membership because we just had to record a 21 page script and try to do that in a 40 minute zoom call yeah and it, uh, uh, we, we got you know, with intros off. and everything yeah we did uh it, you're not gonna notice it at all i promise uh, at least we'll i hope i haven't edited yet so we'll see but no yeah it, it would be really useful uh and we we know that's a big ask but you know anything would help e- even if everyone who listened to this show gave us like a dollar a month and that's our lowest tier it would be awesome you'll get some extra bonus content we actually just did a ramble episode for wandavision uh and in the past couple a green weeks, lit and it was episode awesome. that was just released for clueless that was our february green lit yes we did and both of those are bangers uh we'll try to put more content even at the one dollar level we'll try to watch some more things uh, and consume <laughs> yeah. more things so we can do that we're busy people but we'll, we'll do what we can um so yeah we we would very much appreciate that and we appreciate it if you just listen uh and tell That's a friend true. tell your mom hey i love this podcast you should listen to it tell your friend Tell your sister, tell your brother, yeah, tell uh, your grandpa, mama. Another way you can quite literally contribute to this podcast is by submitting your script True. or your voice. True. Uh, we are constantly taking new submissions for writers and actors. Yep. You can email us at tglsubmit at gmail.com. Especially if you're tired of listening to these voices, which probably. <laughs> but uh, follow us on social media at TGL. Oh, yeah, that's pod. the last thing. And, and check out our other Light podcast, Who Is That Pod? Yeah, true. All right, we got a lot of stuff. Whew. I think now we can dive right in. You you people have listened to us long enough talk about things you, you probably don't care about. Uh, stop it. Um, <laughs> we have two, maybe three things to talk about today, depending on how long we detour talk about wise. two. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is our detour segment, by the Beep. way. I am out of it, and I think I might have to sneeze. So pause for sneeze. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
Lauren, tell the people what the detour segment is in case I have to sneeze again. All right. Uh, Detours are when we talk about some content we've consumed in the past week, whether it be a TV show, a movie, a book, an album, a 10-year-old video game, any of that good stuff. Okay, I think I'm good. Okay, great. Uh, Pick a number between one and two, Lauren. Two? All right. Let's first talk about don't F asterisk asterisk K with cats. Hunting Hunting an an internet internet killer. killer. So this is a Netflix documentary. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm pausing so you can cut those sneezes later. Nah, we're not going to cut them. We're going to keep them. Okay. In. Alrighty. Um, yeah. So uh, it is a 2019 Netflix documentary. Yes. Literally talking about a bunch of people in a Facebook group um, catching this guy who killed a couple cats and, spoiler alert, eventually escalated to killing people. Yes. So and took videos of it and posted them. Yeah, so uh, th- this series was all the rage when it first came on Netflix. Uh, I guess it was uh, over late a year ago. Late 2019, yeah. Yeah, late 2019. I remember watching this on the plane home, I think. Yeah, from, the plane home. Yeah, from visiting uh, my family in North Carolina over Christmas. So that's uh, good memories I have of watching this. Lauren finally got around to watching it. Yeah, like this past week. After over a year. But we're here to talk about it. Um, so yeah, like Lauren said, it, this whole thing started with uh, this guy who posted a video online of killing kittens. Yeah, and it's, a, it's in a pretty horrible way that we won't really get into. But um, yeah. How yeah. much do they show in the documentary, by the so way? So they... Don't they just show the lead up? They don't show they any show, of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They show the lead up and then they basically show like uh, body moving and John Green watching the videos, like, and yeah. their reactions to it. Yeah, they do a pretty good job. what happens. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's not, like, super graphic, yeah. but still, like, content warning on that in general. Obviously, if you, yeah, if you are a little squeamish, you know, you might want to fast forward through those parts. But once again, they don't really show any of it, so you can still watch it if, even if you're afraid of seeing that, yeah. you'll still be able to watch it without seeing it. You yeah. will know what happens, though, and they talk about it in detail. They so, do, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. just, yeah, content warning for that. Yeah, but basically, uh, all these people in a Facebook group kind of join together to figure out, okay, who is this guy? Where is this guy? They're looking at details in the videos, trying to figure out where he might be. You know, yeah. I know they focus on a vacuum cleaner that's, like, only produced in North America. Yes. Stuff like that. Um, just trying to figure out where this guy is, who he is, and... They eventually figure it out, and then it's a battle of getting the the authorities on board, you know, around the world. Yeah, and and so basically, it's like it, it's really interesting to see how these people dedicate large portions of their life to like finding this person. Yeah, like it it, it really is fascinating. Like going to... through videos frame by frame looking for different objects that they might not have seen before, stuff yeah. like that. And, like, I, the, the main two people who you follow, I think Lauren mentioned this, are uh, Deanna Thompson, or Deanna, Deanna? I think Deanna. Deanna Thompson and John Green. Not that John Green. Not the yeah. author. Well, I will say, this John Green, uh, they also do say that's an alias. So I yeah. that's not his real name. I think he just didn't share his real name. Yeah, which is um, fair. Yeah, I mean, definitely fair. And I think yeah. Deanna Thompson is her real name, but her alias is Body Movin' based yes. on the... Uh, Beastie Boys or Beach Boys song? I forget which one. I don't know. Probably Beach Boys. One of the boys. She doesn't feel like a Beastie Boys type person, but maybe. <laughs> who knows? Uh, what did you think of Deanna Thompson and John Green since they we spend the most time with them? They were interesting. Like, for, for the most part, I thought they were good, I don't know, vehicles for telling the story. Yeah. 
I they they didn't come off. I wasn't like obsessed with them though. Like I wasn't no, really attached sure. to them. It was more of like they were just the narrators. They they didn't come off as crazy as I thought they might. As two people who dedicate That's large true. portions of their life to hunting down a person on the internet. You know, uh, I think they they are fine, like Lauren said, as vehicles to tell the story. And you know, they they come across uh, come across as people who you know care about this subject. Yeah, just like good people. A whole lot. Yeah. One thing, not that this is, like, in any way a, a criticism of them, per se, but I did notice throughout that, like, you know, they talk about, like, ca- pretty calmly, like, oh, yeah, and then he did this to this person, you know, when, like, it escalates to a person, and then they don't start crying till the cats come up, and I was like, or, or the dog, or whatever. Sure. I mean, I that's like, okay. like a... I mean, I, I'm I, I sure understand. a lot of human beings would do that. Unfortunately, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> like I don't that know. We like interesting. We see we see people dying more in like movies and stuff than we see animals dying. That's true. Well, so, I mean, even a like you know, to I listen to a, a podcast called Small Town Murder, and anytime the murderer also kills the pets, yeah, like, it's like that's an uproar. People get mad. Are you kidding me? What? No. Yeah. yeah for sure. So I, I hear what you're saying, though. It, it definitely is. That's an interesting. It was just part like a this. little unsettling. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'll say overall, like, if you like, if you like stuff like this, like, if you like kind of mystery, true crime stuff, yeah. it is, it's really interesting. Like, I was really intrigued the whole time watching it, honestly. Yeah, I will say, though, should we talk about the thing at the end that made us mad? Should we do a spoiler, maybe? Um, Maybe let's save that until the end. Uh, Well, I mean, that's kind of all I have to say about this, to be honest. Okay, um... Yeah, I guess overall, so just some more specs on it. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's a three-part mini-series. It's three hours and seven minutes total. Yeah, so, it's so like hour-long episodes. Yeah, kind of like a long movie. Like, you could definitely sit down and watch this in one night. Uh, the the structure overall I like, I think is good. Uh, yeah, so now we're going to talk about a spoiler. If you don't want to hear it, it, it doesn't even it really doesn't spoil, spoil the story. It's just a part thing of the documentary. At the end yeah. That made me mad. So fast forward like a minute and a half. Okay, go ahead. All right. So right at the end, you know, they're talking about um how basically this guy was like a huge narcissist and uh Deanna Thompson aka Body Movement is talking about her concern that by doing this whole Facebook group trying to catch him, they might have been giving him more attention and might have sure. even been part of what made him escalate to yeah. killing people instead of just cats. Um but then she turns directly to the camera and says, "And you are you complicit? You know, you yeah. watched a whole effing documentary about this guy who killed these cats and this person, you know, and I was like, okay, shut up. Like, you made a whole documentary and put it on Netflix. Yeah. It was like the number one promoted thing when it came out, and you're telling me I'm complicit? Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, shut that, up. That that part was definitely like... I'm sure that didn't quite come from her. It probably came more from the documentarians, but I'm like, shut up. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with you on that. I definitely do. Okay. Anyway. We're, we're, we're nearing the end of our limit where we told people to fast forward, but... Yeah. So hey, now we'll you get- know who does F with cats... <laughs> it's Jerry from Tom and Jerry. That is a very good transition, and Lauren <laughs> spoiled it a bit. But the next one, the next one we're talking about, it's a whole lot lighter and a lot of fun, kind of. Yeah. All right, Tom and Jerry is a 2021 film. Yes, you heard that right. Currently on HBO Max and in theaters now. But don't see it in theaters. Yes. It is uh, based on characters created by William Hanna and Joseph Barbera. Barbara? 
Hannah Barbera. I think it's Barbera, yeah. Written by Kevin Costello and directed by Tim Story. This movie stars Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, Jordan Bolger, uh, Colin Jost, Pallavi Sharda, and Tom and Jerry. Of course. (laughs) As the titular characters. So... This is obviously an adaptation of the classic Hanna-Barbera property, which reveals how Tom and Jerry first meet and form their rivalry. Right, but That's what IMDb says. Yeah, so it's a little confusing how this could be their origin story, considering that the original cartoon was, you know, obviously not present day. Yes. It was present day at the time, I guess. But, you know, this one, like, there are clearly iPhones, like, it's not a period piece. People are FaceTiming, you yes. know, like... Like, it's it's obviously meant to be a modern day. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's, like, their origin story, which is confusing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, so essentially, the actual plot of the movie is this. Because Tom and Jerry, technically... They're not necessarily side characters, because you see them a lot. It's more like Tom and Jerry lost in New York. A bit, yeah. So, Chloe Grace, Grace Barretts' character, Kayla, is sort of down on her luck she's looking for a new job and she stumbles upon this hotel that she goes in a lot to take free food from yes and they're they are hiring temporary workers for a big wedding that is happening at the hotel so she steals someone's resume it's it's a clever enough scene she she, yeah she basically pretends that oh your interview started when you walked in the door and you judged me you're not going to get the job like pretending like she works for at at the hotel already. Yes, so she takes a resume from someone who is very qualified for the job. She goes into the interview for that person and then ends up snagging at the job. So her part of her job essentially is to make sure the wedding goes off without a hitch. She's working with the event planner at the hotel, played by Michael Pena, who is very good. Oh, Rob Delaney's in this as well, who's sort of like the... I don't know, he does something with the hotel. He's like the main manager. So, uh, Colin Jost... And Pallavi Sharda are the two people getting married. They're this huge New York societal celebrity um, couple, and they're getting married. So, obviously, if you want something to go off without a hitch, Tom and Jerry will make sure that doesn't happen. Hmm. So, Jerry finds a home inside this hotel, and Tom is hired by the hotel to find him and eradicate him. Yes. (laughs) So, that's essentially the plot. That's all you need to know about that. What do you think of this movie? Similar to what our housemate Blake said. Better than expected, but still not great. Yes, I'd say that's a pretty good description of this. There are some moments where you're like, okay, if you're trying to make a modern Tom and Jerry movie, like kind of roll your eyes like, okay, gotcha. And it obviously has a lot of the similar flavor. Like you'll see a lot of bits that you might recognize if you were a fan of Tom and Jerry. Like they, they bring back a lot of the hits. Overall, it's it's fine. However, there are some bright moments in this. Like it's there not, are some actual funny moments. It is not an awful movie. It is a fine movie. It's a five point three out of ten on IMDb, which I think is right. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. It's very middle of the road. I will say, some of my favorite characters in this were the supporting characters. Yeah, a couple people. I think Colin Jost actually shined pretty well in his role. He played sort of this milk toast rich man who doesn't listen yeah. to his wife and who he does white collar well. crimes. Yes, he apparently. does do white collar crimes, and that got him in jail for a little bit. Uh, however, one character that I'd love to talk about, someone who I think we're probably going to be seeing in a lot of a lot more things, Patsy Ferran. She plays Joy the Bell Girl, and yes. I think she shines in this role. She's a pretty, pretty like new actress. She's she only been in a few me movies. Of, what was her name? Like Janet or something in uh, Happiest Season? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally see what you're talking about. So, so Same Patsy, vibe. Patsy is 
I believe British. She's British Spanish, I believe. She won the Laurence Olivier Award for Best Actress on uh, in on West End. Oh, she played All Men Summer and Smoke. She did. I didn't know that. I just, I mean, like, I know that during the movie we looked up like that she had won. Yeah, that, but I can totally see her as All Men Summer and Smoke. And she is a classically trained actress. She went to RADA, Royal Academy her. of Dramatic Arts in London, and now she's <laughs> her career led her to being the Bell Girl in Tom and Jerry. You know what though? Yeah, we're gonna see more of her because she was so fun. She was she was a lot of fun. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be seeing more of her. She was great. Uh, so yeah, the supporting cast I think shown really well. Uh, when the movie was just not trying to take itself too seriously, I think it did great. Yeah. What there, did you... there were a lot of, um, sorry, I've had a long day, guys. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of characters saying, you know, LOL out loud. Yeah, sure. Or WT, elephant, elephant snort. Yes. Um, oh, Ken Jong is also in this. Oh, he that's true. I, I forgot he was He in makes this. a quick appearance. Yeah, he's not in it a whole lot, but. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Of Chloe Grace Moretz. I thought she was fine in this. I just in general don't like her. Sure. That's all. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think once again, like she she played the role that I think they wanted her to play. Yeah, like I think she's consistently like fine. I, I, I do. Think... I just feel like she consistently gets a lot of roles that other people might be better for and would do like a better, funnier, whatever job with. But people... Yeah. Cast Chloe Grace Moretz. I I think her character was a bit of the issue that I was talking about with trying to be like too quirky and relatable, you know. And mm-hmm. I I think it was I think it's probably mostly in the writing. Um, I think she played into it and like she did a good job of that. But I don't necessarily think it served the movie well. Like I feel like a lot of her stuff was like, oh, I'm gonna be awkward and I'm gonna like talk too much and it's it's gonna be this whole deal, you know. That's when, fair. When in reality, like that got a little tired after See, a while. See, I feel like there were a few moments in this where she kind of leaned into the you know con artist aspect of it, and that was when I liked her the most. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. yeah, I wish it would have felt more like. She like not that she was just down on her luck in the beginning, but like she was a scammer at the beginning, and yeah. they maybe gave her a bit of a redemption over time. Yeah, like Chloe, I think I would have liked that more. Chloe Grace Moretz in Ocean's Eight is something I'd like to see. <laughs> that would be interesting. The, <laughs> the, the Ocean's movies. She 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 would fit in well, especially from the beginning of the movie. But you know, I <laughs> I thought the relationship they tried to force with her and the bartender was like, all right, we don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> this is a Tom and Jerry movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> but you know, it was. Overall, if you have HBO Max, if you got a couple kids, they'll have fun and you'll have a fine time. Pour yourself a couple of drinks. Uh, you'll have a better time. Yes, you will have a better time. Uh, all right. I think I'll save my potential third thing for later. Okay. We could also do a ramble about it. We could do a ramble about it. I'll think about it. We'll see. Okay. You might be hearing it next week or you might be hearing it on our Patreon if you are part of the club, part of the gang. <laughs> And I will say, oh, I do have a little something right. cooking that I would like to... It, it's a physical thing that I might be sending out to our patrons soon. Oh, true. So hop on that so now. So get on that because after this initial one goes out, I'll probably save it for a new like $5 and up. Chef Hunkley be cooking. So she be cooking. it's not food. I'm not mailing you food. She can bake it some cookies. Get, <laughs> get ready. Heat up the oven for the cookies. <laughs> She's not doing that. Alrighty. Ooh. Coming up next... We have The Post-Extermination by Cody Guy. We have some fun actors on, and we have a whole lot of editing by me, so please enjoy it. (laughs) All right, see you in a bit. See ya. Hey, everybody. 
everybody. Welcome back to the Green Light. Green Light. All right. Well, we are reading The Post-Extermination by our writer of the week, Cody Guy. And we have quite a few guest actors with us today. We have a squad with us today. Yeah. So first returning, we have Kenny. Kenny, how's it going? Uh, so far, so good. Happy to be back working with this stuff. I really enjoy sci-fi. So getting to read this script and really getting like the cartoony animated aspect with all this and we got some fun stuff in, in store for you with this one. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And who yeah. are you playing? Uh, I will be playing Remio, uh, the wonderful 10-armed alien. I got a lot of limbs going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do, sir. Yes, you do. All right. And then we also have two new guest actors to the show. So first, there's Tori. You want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Tori. And obviously, I'm new, but I'm very excited to be a part of this as well. Um. And I'll be playing Kira and Azizi. Awesome. And yeah, all awesome, right. awesome. And then awesome. our third guest actor today is Zach. Hi, my name is Zach Butchin. I am 19 years old. I am currently a college student at GCC looking to transfer to a university to major in film production. This is my first time ever doing something like this. So I'm, I'm beyond excited. I cannot wait. So. That's all I have to say. Oh, awesome, awesome. man. <laughs> we're, we're so excited to have you. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, we really are. All right. Oh, and then God, who are a, you playing? I am playing a character called Axe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. God, we really got a squad here today. Man, we I'm do. pumped. <laughs> I am excited. All right. So, yes, uh, I am Jackson, as you know. Uh, I will be reading stage directions and also playing the character of Camrom. And I will be playing Mooney and also reading for the robot ship. Yes. But you won't know it's me. <laughs> besides if you're listening to this right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, all righty then uh without further ado let's jump into it the post extermination by cody guy exterior ruined san francisco the sky is bleak no more birds no more clouds the bay is more dirt than water there are no more standing buildings except for a small few all that remains are towers of debris exterior ruined city street continuous a white UFO lands on the unrecognizable street. A door opens and a walkway extends from the ship to the ground. Thirty humanoids, all shapes and sizes in yellow jumpsuits, walk out of the ship. They hold broomsticks and dustpans and trash cans. Another humanoid exits the UFO. This humanoid wears a green spacesuit. It holds a scanner and waves it around in the air. It pockets this device. This humanoid clicks a button on the helmet. It retracts into the suit to reveal a female alien. She breathes in the dusty air. This alien looks like a human with notable differences. Green skin, tall head, one big bulging eye. This is Mooney. All the other aliens retract their helmets, revealing multiple colored aliens with a wide variety of facial features. Mooney holds up a megaphone. Attention! One alien stops in their place. This is Accension, Axe for short. Speaking of, he is short. Blue skin, three eyes, and glasses. He turns to Mooney. Actually, it's Extension, Miss, uh, ma'am. Mooney uses one finger to signal Axe over. He approaches her. I have been told that this is your first time, yes? Yes, ma'am. Mooney. Yes, Mooney. Nervous? Uh, well, no, it's just mopping and stuff. Easy, I guess, but I'm just happy to be here. Axe looks back at his fellow aliens. They are mopping the dirt and debris of San Francisco and putting rubbish into trash cans. He turns his attention back to Mooney. Extension, where? Uh, Axe is fine. Where do you see yourself in 10 Explancas? Uh, oh, well, I, cer I certainly would really like to be an extermination team by then. Mooney squints her one eye. 
Extermination? What are you doing here, then? Camp crew's kind of my foot in the door. My plan here is to work my way up the ladder, you know? Plus, I love to travel, and what better way to travel and make guys pay for it, huh? Axe laughs. Mooney <laughs> is not amused. Exterior destroyed hotel later. Axe holds a trash can while another alien dumps debris into it. This is Remio. Remio is red, tall, he has ten eyes and ten arms. Yeah, sorry, I have no idea how to answer that question. Uh, Remio, no, I didn't say anything. Remio uses one of his ten arms to point to an earpiece on his ear. He is on the phone. He uses another arm to put his finger on his lips. Gosh, you. Remio picks up another chunk of debris and puts it into the trash can. We follow the debris into the trash can as it falls into a portable wormhole. Yeah, my schedule is full right now. I'll be here on planet dirt for a short while. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. I'll see you then. Remio takes out his earpiece and puts it in his pocket. Oh, yeah. Just scored a date with a Kofirian. Let's hurry this up so we can go home early. Man, a Kofirian. Yeah, right, buddy. Remio stands tall and flexes his huge muscles on all of his ten arms. Look at these, little boy. Still don't believe I could get a date with a Kofirian? Nothing to do with your muscles at all. It's just... They're liquid. So? And they're solid, like me. So? Another alien joins in on the conversation. This is Camrom. He is yellow, has six eyes, and a donut-shaped head. He sweeps the ground with a broom. <laughs> Before we left, I actually drank a Kofarian. Ew, oh. Remio laughs. He dumps another chunk of debris into the trash can. Come on, Axe. She was probably into it, oh. What was her name? Hang on, uh, don't tell me it's Palpa... Palpadax! Yes, it was! No, I was gonna say Palphalaxic. Wait, Palpadax is a dude's name, ain't it? Nah, it's a lady's name. Camrom sweeps and sweeps and sighs. <gasps> I gotta make a call. Camrom drops the broom and waddles off. Then he runs. Oh, hot damn. That makes sense. That answers questions. What questions? Male Kofirians are highly radioactive. You definitely don't want to ingest them. I didn't want to ingest them anyway. I sure hope you can get to a doctor before it does any long-term damage. <laughs> Did you not see his face? Wait, is he... He's not supposed to have a donut for a head? Oh, wow, just clumsy me. I thought he was an oxqua. He is an oxqua. They're just not supposed to have eyes. Uh, how can they see? They got some ninth sense or some shit. Crazy good awareness. Axe, is it? You gotta get out more. Explore the galaxy a little. Well, that's why I'm here, Amino. To travel the galaxy. To exterminate some bugs. To meet new intelligent life. To help the little guy out. I want to do it all. (laughs) Of course. That's why you're here cleaning bug junk. 
Remio picks up a bloody human leg and throws it into the trash can. The sun begins to set. Mooney is in the distance. She watches the sunset. Axe puts down his trash can and approaches her. I thought the sun just came up. Now it's going back down? We have already done one half rotation. On this planet, there are only 365 rotations for a complete cycle around the local star. These days and night rotations happen so quickly, I might go insane. <laughs> no, I, I, I kid, I actually won't. Okay. Back to it. Mooney walks off, but Axe stops her. Actually, I was just wondering about um, climbing the ranks. Just want to hear from a professional. Look, I am really busy. The Emperor wants this planet ready in time, and this is my first supervised expedition, so I want to get it done and impress them. You're even lucky you are on this team. If it were up to me, I would not have a first-timer here. Get back to it! Right, sorry. I'll just get back to it. For real this time, Mooney walks off. Bitch. Mooney's ears expand out of her skull and rise six feet into the air. She spins around and stomps her way to Axe. What on Galthazar did I just hear you say? Itch, I got an itch. That's, that's, that's what we say when we got an itch on our back because, because we got short arms and you can't reach. Axe attempts to scratch his back, but cannot reach. He struggles and gives up. You mind? <sighs> Moody walks off. Axe toddles off. He gives her a subtle wave goodbye. Exterior ruined city street, sunrise. The sun rises. Axe holds the trash can as Romeo puts more chunks of debris in it. And then I had to tell her, just because I have ten eyes and ten arms and ten ears doesn't mean I also have ten... Hey, are, are you even listening? Axe jumps on the spot. Uh, sorry, I thought you, you were on the phone. Can I ask you a question again? Shush, man. Come on. Remio puts a finger to his mouth and points to an earpiece on his ear. Axe groans and rolls all three of his eyes. Oh, good, you're back. Uh, where'd you even go? Really? Remio dumps more chunks of debris into the trash can. Well, send his wife my condolences next time you see her. Well, I, I take that back. Yo, hold up, hold up. Who? Okay. Okay, well, well, I gotta go and tell everyone the big news. Remio clicks a button on his ear. What's the big news? Exterior ruined city street minutes later. Every alien huddles up side by side. They crowd around Remio and Mooney. Axe keeps getting nudged by other aliens as he tries to stay at the front. All right, calm down. I just got off the phone to confirm a rumor, and confirmed it has been. There has been an incident. Last night, Sergeant Galva, one of the extermination team, was shot six times and brutally, horribly killed in his sleep. Everyone lets out a collective sigh. So, that means a position on the extermination team has opened up. Everyone cheers! Woohoo! Yeah! There is more. His wife was the one who shot him. She has been taken into custody, and she will spend the rest of her pitiful, meaningless life behind lasers. Had she not committed suicide the second she was left alone and unguarded... Everyone lets out a collective sigh. She was... also on the extermination team. A mighty roar! Everyone cheers again! Fuck yeah! Wait, what? Nobody hears Axe. They all cheer and dance around. Axe does not understand. Back to it! The crowd disperses. 
Axe tries to get the attention of anybody. I don't get it. Hey, I don't get it. Don't you get it? No, I just said. There is room on the extermination team. We have a chance to move up. Axe processes this information. His face slowly lights up like a Christmas tree. Yes! He jumps up and down with the rest of the crew. Camrom shakes his head. Certainly not you, though. Today is only your first day. Some folks here have been on this crew for two whole explunkas. Axe's joy dies. They're gonna pick someone like me. Memorious, creative, experienced, hardworking, honest. No offense, but I don't think they're gonna pick a mutated Aqua. Camrom takes extreme offense. He moves in real close to Axe. You better watch what you're saying, new guy. My people have put up with everyone's bullshit long enough. Yes, we look stranger than most, we can admit that. But it is who we are, and we will never be ashamed of it, no matter how hard you try. It is not a mutation, it is part of our evolution, and I will not stand by and be insulted by you. Oh my, I, I'm so sorry. I had no idea this is part of your evolution. Reno, you weren't supposed to have six eyes, so I thought you just got it for got it from swallowing. Six, six what? Six eyes? Cameron feels all over his face and touches all six of his eyes. He screams, What the fuck are these? I thought you knew about your eyes. How would I know about them? I can't fucking see them. Cameron runs off to the ship, but very noticeably runs around small towers of debris and fellow aliens. Why didn't anybody tell me about my eyes? Wait, then how does he see? A new alien comes up to him. This is Kira. She is also blue, two eyes, and a very tall head. Aquas are unique for their senses. They are aware of everything in their surroundings, so they have no use for any eyes. Hi, I'm Kira. Kira sticks out her hand for a handshake. I knew that already. Axe waves her goodbye and leaves. Kira is left hanging. Exterior, ruined city street later. Axe holds the trash can while Remio dumps in more chunks of debris. So this guy has this super high sense of awareness and he's running running around and I'm just left alone. Wait, then how does he not know about his, his new eyes? Remio puts his finger on the device on his earpiece. Alright, so he's asking how an oxgro was not aware of his new eyes? Oh, oh right. Sorry, he doesn't know. Axe understands. Remio sniffs multiple times. He is absolutely disgusted. Mooney walks by and stares down Remio. She snaps her fingers. Remio, you want that promotion or not? Personal calls are not permitted during working days. Do not let me see it again. Remio gives her ten thumbs up as she walks off. Fortunately, I gotta go. Tell your mom you need a diaper change. And that she's a whore. Remio takes off the earpiece and pockets it. He waves the air of the disgusting smell. Ugh. Kids, man. They stinky. Remio picks up some more chunks of debris and notices a destroyed toilet leaking liquid shit and piss. Oh, that wasn't... Anyway. Hey, why don't you help me dump some of this into the trash can instead of just uselessly standing there? We'll make doubly time. Oh no, oh no, I'm the new guy. This is as much as I'm comfortable with. Remio drops a chunk of debris and crosses all of his arms. Come on, Axe. I thought you wanted to exterminate bugs. 
We can both get the promotion if we clear this entire block in record time. I do, but Carmen was telling me how I'm the new guy, and I can never be exterminator so quickly. Cameron's a huge dick, Axe. Why do you think nobody told him about his eyes? He doesn't know shit, and he was only putting you down to try and get the promotion himself. You can totally get the extermination first try. What we need to do is stand out, get noticed, get promoted. Stand out. Axe takes particular note of Remio's ten strong arms. He turns around behind him and sees a green alien who is ten meters tall. No, not physically. That's discrimination and illegal. Why else do you think I'm still here? Remio flexes again. Axe pushes up his glasses back to his eyes, looks up to Remio, and flexes his non-existent muscles. Okay, so we gotta stand out for our skills, make it known that we're the best candidates for the job? No, 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 you got it all wrong. We just got to make them think we are the best candidates for the job. But what if we aren't? Do you really want to play it safe, Axe? You need to take risks, my man. High risk, high reward. Can't let an opportunity like this slide. We can do this, Axe. We got this. Okay. Okay, let's do it. Yeah? I'm fucking hyped up, man. Let's fucking do it. Do what? Axe rubs his chin with his fingers and thinks on it. Light bulb moment. He snaps his fingers. Oh, I got it. Interior ship armory later. Axe and Remio stand before a counter where they meet with Azizi, a three-eyed alien with two patches leaving her middle eye exposed. We would like to borrow out six disinterrogators submachine guns. Remio elbows out Axe hard. Please. Really? Oh, Barry, those guns are awfully dangerous, you know. Azizi talks fast. She goes under the counter and whips out six disintegrator SMGs and smacks them down onto the counter. But here you go. These guns be not toys, but be weapons of ultimate destruction. They can kill and silver instant and destroy entire civilizations. (laughs) Axe and Remio reach for the guns on the counter, but Azizi smashes her fists on the counter, scaring them off. What? You be using them for... Huh? 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 Uh, Huh? Well, well, um, we can pick up the trash one by one and put them into the trash where I'll take... Oh, I don't know how long or... We could. Or we could blow it the fuck up. Azizi narrows her eyes and wonders. Axe looks at Remio like he just blew the big secret plan. Remio stares at Azizi confidently. A beat. Apple idea, my good fellows. Exterior ruined city street later. Axe and Remio stand meters away from a tower of debris. Axe holds one gun in his two hands. Remio holds five in his ten hands. They take aim. Ready and... Pew, 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 Hundreds of lasers are fired from their guns. Blue, bright lasers hit the chunks of debris and they instantly vaporize. Debris slides and rolls around like an avalanche. Dense, thick, dark yellow smoke rises from the chaos. The guns overheat. Axe and Remio lowers them and wait for the smoke to clear. They're confident and happy. They cheer. How good was that? Mooney comes sprinting to them. She sees the clouds of smoke and Axe and Remio with their guns. Her hands are on her head and she freaks out. What the fuck are you doing? What would have taken a long time to clean this just took us 
not a long time to clean it. Axe, with his big dumb smile, gives her the thumbs up. The smoke dissipates and clears to reveal their UFO. Their ship! It burns brightly and showers the ground with exploding sparks. Dark blue smoke rises from its engines and from the inside. Multiple aliens run out of the ship, screaming. Axe and Remio turn their attention to the ship. Axe falls onto his ass and squeals. Remio gulps. Mooney is speechless. Remio's phone rings. He takes out his earpiece and attaches it to his ear. You're a go for... Oh! Hey, Mel Mel. Whoa, calm down. He called you a what? Well, uh... <laughs> yeah, I may have told him to tell you that. How was I supposed to know those would be his first words? Can I call you back later? I'm kinda in the middle of something. Remio takes out his earpiece and pockets it. He turns back to Mooney and he claps his hands together. Well, sorry about that. I can explain. You can explain? That is all you have to say? I mean, that was my ex, the mother of my child. His first words were not ideal, and she was... Not that! The ship! Of course I am talking about the ship! What the fuck have you done to it? X rolls himself up into a ball and makes puppy dog noises. Uh, she'll be alright. I am in so much pain. Please terminate me. Remio gulps again. Yo, what? It speaks? Exterior of the ship continuous. The ship continues to burn. Mooney sprints to the ship and skids on her knees as she reaches it. She pets the ship. It'll be okay. You'll be fine. Just hold on. We can fix you right up, yeah? Multiple aliens with toolboxes and trolleys of gear guns run up to the ship. They whip out their welding guns and start working. Aliens fly up into the air and extinguish the fires with liquid nitrogen. My kids, are they safe? Are they hurt? No, no, they're okay. They're on the other side of the planet. They could not be hurt. What is it like after we die? I don't know. But you aren't going to find out today. Do you hear me? I hear you. The voice dies down. Kira shows up. She taps the buttons on a computer screen right beside the door to the ship. The screen dims and turns off. Shit, we're going to lose her. Quick, hand me the generator. Several engineers roll in a huge generator, and they jam in a big power cable into the engine. Clear! Kira flicks a tiny switch. The generator turns on. Electricity runs through the cable. The screen turns back on. Then, dims to black. Try this again. Kira turns off the generator. Clear! She flicks the on switch. Bolts of electricity runs through the power cable. The screen does not turn on this time. Kira sighs. She turns off the generator. She... she didn't make it. Exterior ruined city street continuous. Remio falls onto his ass next to Axe. What have I done? Exterior of the ship continuous. Mooney sighs and gently strokes the ship. Kira sits down next to her. I'm sorry, Miss Mooney. There was just too much trauma. It's okay, Kara. You did everything you could. Interior of Mooney's office, later. We're in a makeshift, crudely made tent. Axe and Remio sit in a chair opposite Mooney, who sits at her computer by her desk. What you two did was beyond the most stupidest thing I've ever witnessed. 
You're lucky I only have the one eye because I can't imagine witnessing that twice. That's not how eyes work. Dude, uh, we are so sorry. Did you know that this is the first time in history that we have ever lost a mothership? How will I explain this to headquarters? Fortunately, a replacement will arrive shortly. You are lucky it's only a 20-cycle wait. 20 cycles? <laughs> That's nothing. It's not nothing. It's 0.2 explunkas. My species can live up to 100 explunkas, so it really is nothing. Yeah, and mine can live up to 120. Shit, really? Remio looks at his huge muscles, then acts his skinny arms. Well, that's great. Your punishment is that the two of you will be sticking around for the full duration of this cleanup. I'm sorry, the what? The full duration? Moody nods. No, no, no. My contract only has me here for... Your contract says I get to change the contract. It was in the contract. I have a kid. I have a date. I have... A job. Well, back to it. Remyo sighs. He and Axe gets up from their chairs. So, I guess this means we're not up for the extermination team promotion? Of course not, you fucking idiot. What he said. Exterior ruined city street later. Remyo picks up a chunk of debris and puts it into the trash can that Axe holds firmly. Remyo walks to another huge chunk of debris and brings it to the trash can. He drops it in. So... Got any plans for the weekend? I'm doing it. But it's only... Yep. Oh. Right. On the ground, something catches Axe's attention. He lowers himself and moves away the rock and the dirt. It's a rubber ducky. Axe picks it up and it inadvertently squeezes it. Squeak! He drops it in a small fright. Remyo turns around. Axe picks it up again and shows the curious Remyo. He squeezes. Squeak! Remyo chuckles. Squeak, squeak! Axe chuckles. Squeak, squeak, squeak! Axe and Remyo laugh hysterically. Remyo falls onto his back. Squeak! Axe cries in laughter. Pew! The rubber ducky is disintegrated. Axe and Remyo stop laughing. They look in the direction of the laser. They see Mooney with a rifle looking down the scope. Her ears are noticeably sticking out, and she's highly displeased. She hands the rifle back to Azizi and walks off. Her ear falls back into her head. Azizi waves them a quick hello and goodbye and toddles off. Axe and Remyo sigh. Cut to black. The end. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Green Light Podcast. I'm Jackson. And I'm Lauren. And we are here today with Cody Guy, the writer of The Post-Extermination. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Doing all right. Yeah. Doing all right. It's the end of a long week, but it is the end. So that is good. Uh, (laughs) Cody, people might be able to tell by your accent, but tell us where you're calling from. I am calling from Australia, currently in Queensland, and it's currently 12 o'clock. Nice. 12 o'clock p.m., correct? PM, yeah, yeah, yes. not midnight. <laughs> Midday, yes, so, <laughs> no. so Cody is in the future right now. He's already in Saturday, so uh, he's a bit ahead of us. Uh, Cody, do we make it to Saturday is my first question. 
Um, all signs point to yes. Okay. okay. The aliens aren't coming to take us out yet. That's not, good. Not, uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. All right. So uh, first other question that we always like to ask, give us your writer origin story. How did you get started writing? Um, well, it started in school. I did a film and television course in high school. That's where I really started to get into writing. Awesome. And then after school, I went to a little place called New York Film Academy. Oh, oh nice. Except it's in Australia. Oh. And they we learned, yeah, <laughs> we learned all about screenwriting there. And yeah, now I'm here just doing my own thing. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Yeah, there's a New York Film Academy out here, actually. Yeah. <laughs> One, oh, I yeah. imagine, also probably in New York. So they're just all over the place, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what, when, when did you sort of know, like, in your journey? Because you said you took the class, and then obviously you went yes. to New York Film Academy. So at, at sort of what point in there did you realize, like, hey, this is kind of what I want to do? Um, it was actually in 2018, because I won a four-week workshop to go to New York Film Academy, where we did nice. our own little thing there, and... That's what I realized that's what I wanted to do. Because before then, I I have a background in visual effects. Oh, cool. And I was wow. going to pursue that. But then after this little four-week workshop, I just jumped straight into screenwriting and directing and all that. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. So I guess, you know, because you sent us a little bit of a concept art going along yes. with um going along with this script. So did you did you make that? And like would you want to animate this if it was produced? Um I was thinking about just doing like a proof of concept because sure. all these visual effects stuff that I do, they're mostly just a hobby now. Hmm. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. I guess that, that sort of leads into our next question very well. Lauren kind of gave us a spoiler in that this <laughs> is an animated script, which is a lot of fun. And I'm sure we've probably talked about it on the podcast yes. during our reading. Um, so like what motivated you to, to write this in animation and what do you see are like the major differences between animation and writing like a live action comedy? Um, I guess there's not much difference when thinking about the differences between live action and animated, but when it's animated, you can be like, you can like over-exaggerate what your characters do and all that. Mm -hmm. So it's just fun to put them in all wacky situations. That's totally believable in animation. For sure. Yeah, totally. And I mean, especially, you know, for, for someone who has experience in digital effects, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like writing for animation you don't have to worry about, you know, them being able to accomplish practical effects that you <laughs> yeah. talk about. Yeah. It could yeah. just happen, you know? Yeah. I think, I actually think it is interesting going off of that because like, you know, if you think like, I don't know, even like 30 years ago, but even further, like 50, 60 years ago, you know, a lot of things that you could do in animation, you couldn't do in real life period. But now with things like CGI and other visual effects yeah. like that, you can achieve that in live action. So I thought it was really cool how you mentioned sort of the the exaggerated characters instead of just yeah. the 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 exaggerated, you know, styles, etc. So I, I yeah. thought that's a, a really cool distinction. That's true. So I when I was reading this, I thought, you know, I, I know he sent this as this is just like a, a 20 something page script, but I would love to see more of these characters. So yep, do yep. you see this script as more of like a one and done or is it more of a pilot? Yeah, it's definitely more of a pilot. Oh, like awesome. after, just, after writing this, I was just coming up with all sorts of ideas I could do. Like I had this one idea where we could have like a subplot focused on the surviving humans. I feel like yeah. that would be really fun to explore. Oh, wow. That would be definitely. really cool. I think it could also be fun too. Um, like, have you ever seen uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, I have not, sorry. 
Oh, no, it's no worries. I mean, the the kind of signature style of it is that there are, you know, live action people being filmed alongside animated cartoons, you know? So I feel like that could be fun is like all the cartoons are animated and then the surviving (laughs) humans are just like people <laughs> yeah that, that would be that would be an interesting thing yeah um, and yeah i guess the, this sort of leads in well once again we're just doing a lot of good transitions here uh so just the entire world building this is in this is really fun and i know lauren and i both really enjoyed it you have oh, like thanks. all these different species of aliens with a wide variety of looks but also with this like super relatable language but it's also set on an unfamiliar version of like a familiar planet in earth so what was your process in like building this world and how did you come up with all these different things um i guess i just came up with it just on the fly because i didn't really plan it out i sure. just wrote what sounded funny for sure yeah that makes sense <laughs> i mean i i think that is a, a good way to do it especially especially with something like comedy because i i what's the phrase i one of my acting teachers would slap me across the face if i forgot it <laughs> um it's like it's the, just this idea in in comedy that it's like uh, faster than your worry and louder than your critic or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just like the, the idea that, you know, if, if you think about it too much, it's probably not going to be that funny. But if it just comes to you and you're like, oh, that's funny, it probably will be funny. So I think you can really tell that, like, you know, that style was applied to this and just like the, the really fun stuff with it. Yeah. And in most comedies, a lot of it seems to be improvised nowadays. So I thought oh, yeah. sure. I just improvise my writing. Yeah, exactly. There you Might go. as well, yeah. Did you have any, um like... um inspirations when writing this did you take from anything in particular uh yes um a lot of it comes from monsters inc oh oh i love that monsters inc is great yeah and i've been watching a lot of star trek recently and oh cool there's all the alien cultures and traditions that i thought i'd bring into this script yeah yeah Yeah, that's awesome they're gonna isn't there gonna be like a new monsters inc is it like a tv series or something oh yeah 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 Yeah. i'm really excited for that yeah, that yeah. should be a lot of fun. So I guess this is sort of piggybacking again off of the, the world building, but um, <laughs> I wanted to ask some specific questions about just the environment that the aliens are yeah. in. So we we see a little bit of the hierarchy in this crew, you know, all the way from cleaning to extermination, and then there's some sort of manager ranks, like where Mooney is. So yeah. what does this hierarchy look like? And does Axe actually have any hope of advancing? Um... Well, I kind of just based this hierarchy off like the ladder everyone climbs in Hollywood. You start out as like sure. a production assistant and the main idea is to get to like that director spot. And it's mm. a bit of a climb. So I just, I just imagine it was like this. Yeah, I, there I like was lot, yeah. there was one line in particular, and, I, and it's uh, I'm forgetting it now. But I was like, oh yeah, that feels really like Hollywood. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. I think sort of going back to that whole world building idea. It's like you have these sort of unfamiliar characters and these like alien species, but it it's made relatable to the audience because it's like yeah. a very familiar situation. Yeah, they're going through the same stuff as us. Yeah. <laughs> in a way yeah. in that way i don't have i don't have to worry about eyes appearing on my body That's i guess true. <laughs> well so i guess another specific moment that um reminded me of real life was you know when mooney was like oh you have to stay for the whole you know the whole cleaning process now and they were like what our contract said only like one cycle and she's like well it says in my contract that i can change the contract and yeah. i was like whoo <laughs> that is tough so so i wanted to ask uh are, are these aliens ever going to unionize, you think? <laughs> um, that's not really something I thought about, but it sounds like something that should be explored. 
<laughs> just we'll float that idea out there for you. You know, you can take Thanks. it. Maybe just give a like an idea credit or something to us. Just yeah, you know, we're good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, sort of our final script question, unless uh, unless something we we get the inspiration for something else. Yeah. Uh, so, what do they do with the planets after they exterminate them? And are all the bugs that they mention humans? Um. The bugs they're mostly referring to are the humans, the gotcha. actual literal bugs. Uh, I don't think they think much of them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, like, was do there they... another question there? Oh yeah, yeah we there said, was. Uh, what do they do with the planets after they exterminate oh. them? Um, I think I had a line in there. I'm not sure if I deleted it, but it's like they're trying to change it into a resort. Oh, that's oh. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> that's awesome. What 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 do you envision if we don't if you don't mind us putting you on the spot with this one? What do you envision okay. the Earth Resort looking like, or I guess maybe the specific <laughs> San Francisco Resort looking um, like? Just like Hawaii or Tahiti, Fiji, mm. like <laughs> nice. the heights and the beautiful blue waters. Absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah. All right, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I mean, you do know we what? do we Let's... need San Francisco really? <laughs> Let's just think about it. I don't know. I think humans have screwed a lot of stuff up. Maybe That's maybe the world doesn't need us. You That's know? a that is a, a very fair point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so I think <laughs> enough of us now. You know, some of these questions that we're going to ask about you are definitely script adjacent for sure. Okay. Um. So our first one: Which alien species from this script do you identify with the most, and why? Alien species. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I know there were a couple different types mentioned, you know. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if I personally identify with the species, but just the characters, really. Sure, sure. yeah. Which I guess, which character do you identify with the most? I'm definitely Axe, because he's just <laughs> trying to make his way through the world, kind of like yes. He's just yes. doing his best. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. If you could have... Okay, this is a weird question. If you had to have one alien-like feature, i.e. you had to have tentacles or like eight <laughs> eyes or like four arms. A what would head. Yeah, something like that. Which would you choose? Oh, I would definitely choose more eyes. More eyes? Ah. Yeah, I really don't like the idea of losing my eyes. That's fair. Hmm. So also, if I had like an extra eight, I can lose nine and I'll be okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's just, fair. Just playing fast and loose with your eyes at that point after that, because you know you got so many, like cats with their lives. That, yeah. And there's a lot of utility with that, because you could throw That's some true. on the back of your head. You know, you yeah. could really you see, see 360 everywhere. degrees I at could. once. It's like a panoramic picture all the time. <laughs> so that <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I might add an extra arm. I don't know. A couple arms, I maybe. Like an arm would be nice. Yeah. 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 Probably good for like, I don't know. I'd probably get really good at some sport, maybe. I don't know. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we can dream, I guess. We can dream. Uh, so this is sort of like an, an adult animated series. So we wanted to yes. ask you, what is your favorite adult animated series? I.e. like Family Guy, The Simpsons, Futurama, Bob's Burgers, my personal favorite, BoJack Horseman, etc. Hey, mine too. Oh! BoJack go. Horseman is great. I really A man after how... my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just really like the idea of BoJack Horseman, how there were all these different animals just talking and living their lives and doing their jobs. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really is the same thing of like, oh, they're animals, but they're, you know, like this horse is depressed too. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show is, man, I, I, I still think about a lot that of those episodes. Yeah. It is it is an incredible show. If you haven't seen BoJack Horseman, every, at everyone listening, 
go go take a watch because you might be turned off as I was at first by thinking about an animated horse going through life, but <laughs> you you might find yeah. something to to go along with them. So yeah, it, it took me three times to get through the pilot. But oh really? Just really? Yeah, it just. You know, it starts off as a comedy, but then it gets really dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It and does. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. It, it, it does a great job. Like, I think it has, like, a wonderful tone in that, how it shifts throughout the series. It's, yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. For sure. So, we only have one more question for you. Big sad. Yeah. Um, but it's a big question. It is a big question. It's a big one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I found a listicle of uh, top <laughs> 10 foods to eat in space. Uh, so, I want you to choose from one of these three. Space ram soup, which is basically cup of noodles, but adapted for space. Uh, shrimp cocktail or freeze dried ice cream. Freeze dried ice cream. Yeah. Have oh, you I ever had freeze dried ice cream? Oh, uh, no. I've just had the regular ice cream. Oh, interesting. Well, so freeze dried ice cream is much worse. <laughs> yeah. From what I've read about freeze dried ice cream, it's kind of like chalky. Yeah. But when it dissolves on your tongue, it tastes like ice cream. So, you never had ah, it either? Okay. I haven't had it, no. Wow. I'm going to sit That's in this good. moment of being one of three people uh, on this call <laughs> who have had freeze-dried ice cream. It sounds How good. Is it? it is. It's mostly the chalky thing that Lauren was talking about. <laughs> like, you, you, get a, you get a hint of that ice cream, but for the most part, you're just eating chalk. And it's like, all right, I could see if I was in space how I would enjoy this. But I'm a human being living on Earth, and I have the amenities to have actual ice cream. So I'm not going to choose to eat this. Yeah. So I don't know if that influences your decision of the three. <laughs> no, I definitely have to give it a try when I get the chance. I guess that's, that's true. true. I, that's I like true. it. I like it sticking with your guns. Okay, I have a question. Why is shrimp cocktail one of these options? Okay, so I was surprised <laughs> to see that too. Apparently when you're in space, I don't know exactly why, but you have a really, your your taste is really dulled. Your taste and smell is really dulled, apparently. Huh. Interesting. So like one thing I didn't put on this list of three that was on that list was spicy green beans. Hmm. So they just do a lot of like kind of spicier things. So like just the like shrimp strong. cocktail, you know, stuff like that. Sure. I, I think honestly... It looked like the reason shrimp cocktail was on there, specifically like spicier shrimp, um, was almost like a way to prevent you from going insane, like to remind you that you still have taste buds, you know, (laughs) like it seemed like that was why this was one of the favorite things. That's wild. That is wild. I don't understand that then why freeze-dried ice cream tastes like nothing (laughs) because I'm sure they can't taste it at all up there. Yeah. Sheesh. All right. Well, anyway, that is all we have. Uh, (laughs) Cody, do you have anything you'd like to plug or anything coming up for you? Um, not for me, no. But I do have a question personally for you guys. Oh, Oh, (laughs) we were going to ask you if you had any questions for us, so you beat us to it. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, where do you guys see yourself in five years? Depends if the pandemic's over in five years. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's assume that it is for this thought experiment. Uh, Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Man, that's a a tough question. I can tell you where I'd like to be in five years. Uh, We'll see if it happens. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would would really love to... I think the, the biggest potentially attainable goal that I can see for myself is like 
maybe being a series regular on a show. Hmm. That's kind of like uh, what I would love true. to do. I would love to be like on a sitcom, something like that. Yeah. I think it would be so fun. Yeah, I think along those similar attainable goal ideas, I think I would like to, within five years, be able to support myself solely off of my acting slash sure. like other side projects. If we could support ourselves projects. off this podcast, that'd be great. True, <laughs> also that. Just to fully support myself on something that I like enjoy doing, I think is the goal. Um, where that will be, I don't know. Like we like LA now, like Lauren and I both enjoy it, but you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see where, where the world takes us. Um, and yeah, so that's hopefully where I see myself in five yeah. years. You know what? I see myself in space eating shrimp cocktail in five years. <laughs> well, I will be waving at you from earth because <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll send you pictures, Lauren. <laughs> uh, do you, now I'm going to be we like rubber back on you. Yeah. And bounce that back to you, Cody. Where do you okay. see yourself in five years? I would really like to have made a film by then. Mm, absolutely. I've made short films, but doing a feature, that's just next level. For sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's awesome. And once again, I think that's like a really like, that's an achievable goal for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think especially with, you know, like Lauren and I both really enjoyed your writing. Yeah. So I think it's oh, really thanks. just like, you know, getting in front of the right people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, sweet. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? If it's you liked Cody's on. writing and you are listening to this and you're like, I want to make the post extermination, Cody's email is in the description yeah. below. Or if you want to talk to Cody, I guess, well, don't bother him too much. Come on. Be nice, everyone. <laughs> if you want to ask <laughs> uh, someone a question. Me. Okay, then fine. Bother Cody as much as you want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to do it for us then. Thank yeah. you for coming on, Cody. We really Thanks appreciate it. Thanks for having time. Yeah, this is awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Good. Well, that's going to do it for us, everybody. Bye, Cody. Have a good one. Bye. Goodbye.